Ladies and gentlemen, on your behalf, I am pleased to introduce today's speaker. Olivia Chow has joined Toronto's mayoralty race and is ready to tackle what she sees as the city's biggest challenges, children and families, transit, jobs. Her story is strikingly similar to the story of many of this city's residents, a hardworking immigrant who used education to pursue her dreams while keeping family priorities balanced. Ms. Chow moved to Toronto from Hong Kong 44 years ago. She pursued higher education at three of Ontario's finest schools, the Ontario College of Art and Design, the University of Toronto, and the University of Guelph. She went on to teach English as a second language and was elected as a school board trustee in 1985. Six years later, she was elected to the former Metro Council before becoming a City of Toronto councillor in 1997. During her time at City Hall, she served on the Budget Committee and was appointed to the City's first child, and, um, first child and Youth Advocate. She oversaw the introduction of better dental services for children, student nutrition programs, and youth safety initiatives. She graduated to federal politics in 2006 and served the riding of Trinity Spadina until this past March when she joined the mayoralty race. She can now add best-selling author to her long list of accomplishments. Her memoir, My Journey, was recently published. Various media outlets have named her a top Torontonian, best city councillor, and Canada's Woman of the Year. And now, Ms. Chow, the Canadian Club of Toronto's podium, Canada's podium of record, is yours. Thank you. First of all, thank you for that very generous introduction. You know, I was listening to you talking about this amazing person that was going to be with us sometime today, and I was wondering to myself, who is she, and is she here yet? Uh, that was very kind, uh, so thank you for that. I also want to thank the Canadian Club for inviting me to speak, and I want to thank all of you the warm weather is finally here, the patios are calling, and you've agreed to spend some time inside, indoor with me, and I'm very, very grateful. This is a great city all year round, but there's something special about the spring. When people come out from a long winter, and you can hear the musicians playing jazz in the street corners, watching people throw Fisbee to the dogs in our parks or cheer for runners in one of the many races around town, or ride your bike like I did with 14,000 other people uh, in the Ride for the Heart on Sunday. All winter long we wait and we hope, and in spring our hopes for renewal are finally realized. That's what I want to talk to you about today, about the renewed hopes and dreams we all have for our city. As you know, I bring something unique to this city, to this race. I know what it is like to live in a household where you are worrying about how to pay the bills. I lived that life. So do many people in this city. 
every single day. We started out in a low-income apartment in St. Jamestown, and it was hard. Learning a new language, struggling to find work, struggling to fit in, struggling, and starting from the bottom, right from the bottom. So I know the value of every dollar and the importance of measuring results. I want to paint you a picture today of what I want us to accomplish together in the next four years. Concrete results. I also want to say a few words about our partners at Queen's Park since we are in the closing days of a provincial election. Uh, But before I do that, let's remember another speech delivered right here at the Canadian Club only a week ago. Mr. Tory was here presenting his number one priority. No, not the subway, not the young subway relief line that you might be thinking about. That was his old number one priority. And he attacked me because he said I did not support it. And now he has a new number one priority. And he attacked me because he said I supported his old number one priority. It's just, yes, I know, I'm, it's a bit confusing. But I don't want to go into his latest scheme today, but I do want to talk about what this flip-flop means about Mr. Tory. Because we've seen this over and over again. He supported faith-based schools when he was the leader of the Ontario Conservative Party, then was forced to take it back. He said a subway in Scarborough was barely justifiable, then changed his mind. He said he would scrap the Eggington Connect streetscape, but then he said he wouldn't. He was all for the subway relief line, then he took it back. That's what's happening over and over again, and it is disappointing. That's what I think what happened. Here's what I think happened. Mr. Tory committed to a young subway relief line, and then he took a look at the numbers and realized our city can't afford both the gold-plated Scarborough plan and his proposed subway relief line. So now his new plan is to get the Ontario government to upgrade a gold line, all because... He didn't think it through. In fact, he's still still not thinking it through because if you look at his maps, his latest idea would see parts of his provincial goal line running right on top of his Scarborough subway line. Right on top, like a really expensive layered cake. A half-baked layered cake at that. Like I say... It's disappointing. Now, don't get me wrong. I think changing your mind once in a while can be a sign of good leadership. But changing your mind all the time is a sign of poor judgment. We've had enough of poor judgment in City Hall. 
And Mr. Tory is not the change we need. We can do better than that. I will do better than that. Here's what I see for our city in the next four years. Concrete results. First, I want to unlock the potential in our city for all citizens, especially our young residents. More than one out of five of our young people can't find a job. That is not acceptable. Not only because these young people don't have what they need to build better lives for themselves, but because they are not being allowed to give what they have, their skills, their creativity, their energy. We need to unlock that potential. That's why I propose a detailed youth employment plan leveraging the city's own investment in infrastructure to create jobs for young people. And we need the private sector to match our effort. Developers are already doing that in region and Alexander Park. Let's make sure it happens right across the city. Smarter and stronger children means a stronger and a better city. There are far too many families who have no access to after-school activities for their kids. So let us massively expand the after-school activities for children so they grow up smart and strong and stay out of trouble. Then, to unlock our city's economic potential, we must deal with the gridlock. It locks away our money and freezes our potential. The Toronto Board of Trade estimates that we are losing $6 billion a year because of the lost productivity. So let's start right now by improving bus service, by expanding the capacity by 10% during rush hour. You know, when you work all day, there are those that are on their feet all day, they're tired, and they're waiting the bus, and they see it go by, and they can't get on it. Or they've gone shopping after a long day at work, and they're carrying bags and bags of groceries, and they can't get on. Let us expand the bus service so people can get to work on time and then get home and spend more time with their kids. Buses may not be sexy, but they're practical. And six out of ten, the majority of the TTC riders use a bus as part of their trip. We can help reduce gridlock and improve transit service today. Let's make it happen. We can do it now. Next, let's put shovel in the ground now for the residents in Scarborough. They deserve better public transit now. Let's build the above ground Scarborough rail service for the residents. It is four years faster than the below ground option with four more stops, saving a billion dollars 
Toronto property tax dollars, which means that you don't have to pay 30 years of property tax increase. And I might add that we have been well on its way. The Scarborough above ground transit service would have been completed next year had it not been our current mayor wasted four years of visiting, revisiting and scrapping a plan that was designed by expert, well thought out, well researched plan. We must also proceed with the young subway relief line, upgrade the Bloor Danforth signal system so we can expand the capacity of our subway system by 20 to 30 percent and maintain the existing systems in a good state of state of good repair because expansion won't mean anything if you if the train doesn't run on time if you don't repair the tracks or buy new subway cars finally we need to unlock the potential of our entrepreneurs and small business leaders we know that small businesses create about 80% of the new jobs because our city is so diverse, very often they're run by entrepreneurs from somewhere else. They bring knowledge with them of markets and cultures, contacts and trends. They enrich our city and help us prosper. That's why I would cut small businesses' property taxes in the first four years of becoming the mayor of this wonderful city. Now, Vancouver has a program that matches existing businesses with immigrant entrepreneurs. The new business get help setting up. The existing business get help to export. It's a win-win situation. It's a very successful idea. We need it here in Toronto. So in four years, here's what I see as a result if I become the mayor of this wonderful city. 5,000 young people getting trained or have a good job. Thousands of children happy with after-school activities. More successful new entrepreneurs. More export activities from small and medium-sized business. Faster bus service above ground rail, well on the way for Scarborough residents. More residents traveling in comfort and dignity instead of being packed like sardines. But to get to that point, we will need a provincial partner. No matter which party forms the next provincial government, they're going to have to put Toronto near the top of their agenda. I'm not saying that because I think Toronto is the center of the universe. Some of you may think that. Yes, okay, all right. Now that would be ridiculous. We all know that it's Kim Kardashian and Kanye West is the center of the universe. Okay, let's just get serious about that. But just like Ontario is the heart of Canada, our city is the heart of Ontario. So for Ontario to work, our city has to work. And we need a mayor who will speak up for the city, advocate for it, and work collaboratively with the provincial government. That means bringing ideas forward that would help our city and our province. 
I certainly did that. The provincial all-day kindergarten started, came from my pilot project called First Duty when I was a city councilor and the children's advocate. And in fact, I worked very closely with uh, Gerard Coffey and Charlie Coffey, pardon me, and Margaret McCain to make that First Duty project possible. And this idea of all-day kindergarten is now right across the province. That's exciting. But our current mayor could never do that. That's why Rob Ford's circus must leave town for good. I love our city, and we need to get back to business and working with the province I will put forward two urgent issues in front of the new government right away. The first one, we need a long-term agreement to fund the operation of the TTC. When I was a Metro Councilor, the province paid 50% of the operating cost of TTC, 50%, half of it. Municipal downloading in the Harris years have been reversed in a lot of ways, but not that one. If you think about it, the provincial operating funding for the TDC makes sense. Why? Because TDC isn't just city transit. Every day, hundreds of thousands of people from 905 use the TDC to go to work. In that way, TDC is a regional transit just like GO and deserves operating support. And that needs to happen. Number two, we need to fix another Mike Harris Municipal downloading mistake. Back in 1998, that government downloaded provincial social housing to the city of Toronto. And those housing had no reserve funds attached to it. And some of them needs repair. So we need a long-term agreement to repair and operate provincial social housing and build new ones. So that what I want for our city, that described the two top priorities of what we need from the provincial government. But I tell you, I can't do it alone. No mayor can. It takes people working together, all of us with a common dream, a common goal, a common purpose. When I looked at our city, I see people who want what's best for one another. I see people who want to lift each other's up, help one another succeed. We need to create jobs to strengthen our small businesses. We need those that need a helping hand. We need to put children and families at the heart of our city. We need to take care of the most vulnerable. We need better transit. We need to make our city strong once again by unlocking its tremendous economic potential. My friends, it's been a long winter, but there is good news. Spring is here. And change is around the corner. Let's make change happen.
Let's make change that last. Let's do it together by electing a new mayor for a better city. Thank you very, very much for joining me today. On behalf of the Canadian Club of Toronto, I would like to thank you for choosing our podium to provide details of your plans to address what you see as our city's biggest challenges and how you plan to tackle them uh, if you're voted as Toronto's new mayor. For more than 20 years as a local and federal politician, you've demonstrated how the combination of passion and purpose can make a difference in the lives of children, young people, families, and communities and it is this combination that comes through in your plans for Toronto. Please accept our best wishes as you make your way through our neighborhoods and communities to outline your plans for a better city. And thank you once again for joining us. And just a quick reminder to our live audience to please fill in your event survey cards, which we uh, value very much. This concludes our television programming, which we broadcast on Rogers TV in the days to come. To learn more about the Canadian Club and our upcoming events, please visit our website at canadianclub.org. Thank you for joining us. This meeting is now adjourned.